U.S. Senate Republican candidate from the great state of Georgia. This this is what they serve up. It's just it's it's stunning. And what's stunning is that he's still in the race. And it's it's a oh he's in the game. It's it's within four points. I think was the most recent thing. Uh, What's interesting? I go back to Arizona also, and I and, and Lake, and you see what's so scary about her is the packaging versus Trump. You know, Trump, it's so easy to dismiss. He's crazy. He's racist. He's all these things. And and then when we have some of these better package candidates, DeSantis and Lake, and we can list a few of the other ones, you kind of go, wait a second. If that's a message that's winning, that's where this country is. Mm-hmm. That's the scary part that, you know, we, we take some solace. Oh, Donald Trump, only there's only 38 or right. 39, 40 percent. And still the country in the majority just is not this extremist, um, reactionary, anti-progressive type country. But then you package the same policies, slicker, more appealing, more digestible. And you go, wait a second. Can you just now paint them in the corner? Oh, they're crazy extremists. They're never going to win. No, they can win. And the scary part is not the candidates. It's the numbers of people that are getting behind these candidates, these Trumpist candidates who are not Donald Trump. Boy, kind of late to wake up for to that. Yes, these candidates have been around for a while. We have the issue sets. We have the candidates. And they connect to the American people. And the issue sets connect to the American people. Remember, Donnie Deutsch, Morning Mika, uh, Morning Joe, Joe Scarborough, Morning Mika, Democrats, particularly Hispanics and African-Americans. If you want to be in politics, if you want to be on the winning side, if you want to have something that's urgent, vital, robust, and going to be in there in the fight every day of uh, helping your country, the Democratic Party is not going to be it. It can't be it. They're going to be out of power for a decade. Okay, And you were led down the primrose path by MSNBC. Just the whole thing. Just we'll go back to the beginning. Compare their programming to War Rooms. Uh, with 30 days ago, I think the War Rooms issue sets winning. By the way, where are all your commercials? Where are all the spots in these uh, uh, districts? Where are all the stuff with Fauci? Where's Fauci up on every commercial and the vaccine up on every commercial and how you guys got the vaccine and, and roll the vaccine out? Where are those spots? Uh, they're not there, right? They understand that's radioactive. They understand the masking is radioactive. They understand all their overreach is radioactive. And now they've come to the conclusion, as Richard Bear shows, abortion, that was going to be their big thing. Ever since Roe v. Wade, from July to August, they unloaded on these candidates. To unload on Herschel Walker right now, hey, let me give you a newsflash on Herschel Walker. You're not going to change one vote, and Herschel Walker's going to win by two or three. Kemp's going to win by ten. Where's Stacey Abrams? Where's Stacey? She's the poster child. She's the poster girl for, for the, the future. Remember, she's going to run for president. And we said there's going to be President Stacey Abrams. She's going to run. I think she's 10 down. 10. 10 down. Where all, where's all your big talk? Where are your numbers? Show me where your math is. African-American and Hispanic Americans understand something. The Democratic Party is a party of losers. And here's why they're freaking out so much with the you know, election deniers, ballots just fall because they understand once Mark Fincham's in, once Christine Caramo's in, once Jim Marchant's in, that with free and fair elections, accountability and, and transparency, they can't win anymore. They can't win. They can only win when they cheat. That's why they're freaking out so much. The dying days of a radical party, they're going to go the way of the Whigs. Okay. You're going to have some university towns. That's before we get in and gut the universities, okay? We're not going to have these universities as the railhead of the... Remember, all of your problems 
in the grade schools with the radical purple haired librarians and all these freaks and they they're freaks if you see the project veritas and all these hidden videos these uh teachers i don't th these are not the teachers this ain't sister catherine that i was taught back in third grade right are these are not the teachers in the public schools that helped build this country with the mcguffey reader right no 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 it's a collection of oddballs and freaks okay let's be blunt where does that all come from that comes from the college educa colleges of education right the railhead of that is the tenure problem you got ron DeSantis right there rooting it out only bad decision ron is jeff Sass. i guess to get sass out of the senate may be worth getting in the university of florida god the poor gators i think we got a couple three gators in the war room production staff ben sass as your president oh my god um i can't even comprehend it why don't they pick a guy from florida how about that aren't there enough qualified guys down in florida men or women some great women down there could be president of university of florida where i gotta get little ben sass um but i digress the bottom line is they got the wrong issue set they got the wrong person people they got terrible candidates they're getting blown out across the board and for african americans and asian americans and hispanic americans join up now sign up now this party's open to you your energy your dynamism entrepreneurism this is the place for you and here's the bottom line the democrats are going to fight among themselves for a decade pointing the finger about what happened how this happened how this cat how they had everything they stole it fair and square they had it all and it came crashing down as we said on the morning before high noon on the 20th of january in the year of our lord 2021 we said we're going to stand in the breach and the worm posse is going to stand in the breach and we are going to bring this down okay and it's about to crater it's about to crash from school boards to election boards canvassing boards town councils we're going to flip a couple of state legislatures okay all the way to the house big 40 or 50 seat win i think we still get to 100 100 seats 100 years you've seen in rhode island in rhode island too they have not won that congressional district uh since 1992 30 years uh fung the young the young guy run up by six republican up by six over magaziner they're putting our the nrcc's pumping money in there pumping money into connecticut into rhode island into oregon it's called spreading the battlefield and the reason is is that guys like richard barris are crunching numbers nonstop and saying hey guess what this thing is breaking and it's breaking big because you've got the issue set people see this radical administration and they see the incompetence the malfeasance the pure evilness of it of what they're trying to do to the american family of how they're trying to weaponize children against their parents they're seeing it all in living color and they they've had a belly full of it richard barris secretary of state the great state of arizona sir yeah fincham's up uh which you know uh, if any of them uh you know i expect because but Secretary of State, Steve, people don't really pay too close attention to them until the very end, but he's been in the spotlight, right? Uh, and then Adrian Fontes is, for those who don't know, he is basically in charge of elections in a big chunk of the largest county in the in the state. So, you know, he had name recognition. You would think he would have been a tougher candidate than this. Uh, they are getting ready to unload on Fincham from what I understand. But right now, like other polls, we do have Fincham up. And again, I, he's... A little bit lower than other Republican candidates because it is, I think, a secretary of state race. I think that's fair to say. Um, but the undecideds, uh, folks, look at where the working class is right now in that graphic. Those people are not going to vote Democratic. They just don't know that much about the race. 
And they they usually will tell you undecided if that's the case. Uh, so when that does break, you're talking about Dan the dam breaking. That is how midterms work, folks. They're levies, you know, that break. And when they do, it sweeps it sweeps away uh, races that people never even had on the board. And with all of the undecideds being Republican friendly, it's more than expected that that that's going to happen here. Okay. Um. By the way, I just I'm gonna go back to the border. Ben Burkwam and the team have breaking news. But but Richard, um, Soros has announced. I think he's putting. I think I got this right. Fourteen million dollars between Arizona and Nevada, because they're freaking out of yeah. Marchant because he heads the coalition. And Fincham's obviously the poster child for uh, getting to the bottom. Remember, they don't want these secretaries state because they don't want these guys in to go through and find out how they stole specific. Get all the receipts all the receipts as insiders on 3 November. That's one of the reasons they're freaking out. They understand that now we're going to have a constitutional crisis over Joe Biden, not just his impeachment over the border, the invasion of the southern border and the financial compromise by the CCP, but also his, um, also the illegitimacy of his entire reign. Um, what will 14, I mean, these are down battle races people didn't spend $100,000 on. What happens when they come in large on Fincham in Arizona and on Marchant in Nevada, sir? Yeah, it, it, they, they would need help. I mean, they definitely could have an impact. But here's the thing, Steve. The state of Arizona, we did a generic ballot there as well, and this is the second one we've done. The state wants to vote Republican, and people are, uh, you know, if, if Kerry Lake wins by a, a pretty significant margin, it's going to, she's going to have coattails. I mean, I, I really believe that. Uh, so, you know, it's a little, it's, it's kind of late in the game for that. Uh, Democrats had their strategy. It's getting a little incoherent now. Their strategy was to bombard during the summer. Uh, then, uh, you know, that was it. You know, I, they were outspending the Republican opponents and they were going to define the playing field at that time. Now to do this now, um, you know, it, it would be it's going to be tough to to tell people, uh, you know, to change their intended vote that they've had pretty much baked in for months now. And that is the truth because wanna, we've had this. I, I want to. I want to make sure. I want to go back. To, I want to go back sh- that the, to the accountability. MSNBC, the Democratic Party, and particularly voters in the Democratic Party, should hold MSNBC accountable for malfeasance. Yeah, they missed the mark here, Steve. Right? They missed the mark. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, but, but in July and August, you agree with Alex DeGrasse's theory of the case that they took abortion and they went in heavy, like against Joe Kent and these guys in July and August. But it didn't leave a mark. And one of the reasons you're sitting there going, hey, the issue set, it's only at 14 percent. It's fifth on the list. And people can't get past the first two because the first two are are destroying them economically and financially. Is that what they meant by missed the mark? And that's why none of their all the money they spent on advertising, they could have taken out in the front yard in a dumps in in a wheelbarrow and just burned it in front of their houses. That, you know, that's exactly what I mean. Uh, you know, there was this bump with abortion, but what is sustaining abortion now in, let's call it one of the top four, it usually falls in. It's all Democrats. I mean, that, that's really what's coming from, you know, 15% in Arizona and about 14% among independents. That's how much it's being driven by their own voters. They didn't win anybody over here. The, the persuadable vote, Steve, and the, and the vote that you actually have to persuade to vote. They all care about economic issues. The cost of living and inflation and the economy and jobs combined, it's half the electorate alone. And then, by the way, abortion is tied with immigration and border security. So, you know, out of the three, three of the top four are Republican issues. You can't you don't win elections like that if you're if you're not winning the top one. 
I, I want to make sure that um, crime, all of it, the perfect issue set and been on it from day one. Look at what MSNBC's issue set was. It led you to the road to perdition. Um, Richard, people want to know, and I know you team up with CD Media, you also do something for the Just give us a, a, an idea. Where are you going to go into the field? Where, what, ne- what are the states you're doing next? Yeah, I want to redo Pennsylvania. That's been some time since we did Pennsylvania. Uh, and, and just so people understand, you know, I don't want to broaden the map as much as I'd like to return to some of the races that we did already. Um, I, yeah. I really do think Ohio is, uh, Vance's, you know, public polling be damned. Uh, so I want to, I want to do Arizona again one more time. I definitely want to do Pennsylvania again. Uh, and if I had the choice, I'd add Georgia and, uh, Nevada back to that as well, because I think those races Perfect. are going to tell us what we need to know. Perfect. Well, that's also the control of the Senate. Okay, Richard Barris, how do people right. uh, follow you on a moment-by-moment basis, sir? Yeah, bet, bet, I'm on you know Getter and Truth at People's Pundit on Twitter at People's underscore Pundit. But right, you know, on Locals is really the 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 home over there that you can you can follow everything we're doing. People's Pundit.locals.com. Richard, can you thank your uh, wife slash boss? Uh, for all the great work and, and, and making making it so that you're always on point here when you come on the board. I really appreciate it. I try to every right day. Will do. Will do. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. What we're going to do is we're going to take a break. Is, is Burkwam there? Can I get Ben up? Hey, Ben, give me a minute before we go to break. Yeah. You got, you've got breaking news from El Paso. What do you got for us? Go ahead, Anthony. So out here in El Paso, Steve, we are witnessing a surge of migrants. We are dealing with over 2,200 bodies a day. That surge is set to surpass possibly 4,000 in the next coming weeks because of the weather that is uh, currently in East Texas. Uh, unfortunately, we are seeing uh, over 70% of Venezuelans come through here. Of those 70%, 70% are males. Uh, we are witnessing currently 800 individuals being bust out of this particular sector, another 1,000 being flown through throughout the country and at least an average of 200 to 220 of them are being deported. Uh, this number is set to surge, like I said, here in El Paso and it's it's growing. El Paso is spending over $10 million a month out here on, on feeding and housing and shipping these people throughout the country, Steve. Uh, Anthony, hang on for one second. Ben, hang on. We also have Auden. We're going to go to all of it. We're going to come back. We're going to go to the border on this invasion. Remember, this is going to be Article 1 of the impeachment of Joe Biden. Politico, write that down. Take your number two pencil, Politico, and write that down. Your big lead story, the impeachment of Joe Biden is going to be Article 1 is the invasion of the southern border. The poor folks in uh, in El Paso, one of the great towns in this country with great people. It's where we built the wall down there. You know why? They deserved it. Okay, short commercial break. We're going to be back in the warm in a moment. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text 
Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, I'm the opening act for Mike Lindell today in New Mexico, and um, I'm very proud of that. Uh, I love when Mike goes on. His, his rants go a little longer than mine, uh, but I can uh, watch it and listen to it all day long. He, and also, Mike's going to be, uh, I, I think, a pregame speaker at both the rallies, huge rallies in Nevada uh, this weekend for Jim Marchant and the entire team, Adam, Adam Laxalt, all, the entire team out there in Nevada. We're going to run the tables in Nevada. Also on Sunday, huge rally in, uh, I think, in the greater metro Phoenix area. Uh, is going I think MTG is going to be out there, but a huge, huge rally with Kerry Lake and the entire team because we're going to run the tables in Arizona. Arizona, uh, Nevada, Ohio, Georgia. Uh, these are all the Pennsylvania. They're all starting for Wisconsin. The governor in the Senate race there pick up a couple of seats. It's all happening. Joe, Joe Ken up in Washington. Joe's helping to get the word out into Oregon. You got I go to my getter and please everybody sign up for getter. It's free, but go check it out. Um, Rhode Island, too, hasn't been a Republican. I don't think we've contested that since 1992. An amazing young man. And Mr. Fung is up six points over magaziner. And the NRCC or one of these outside groups just dumped in an amazing ad. I think I've got the ad up on Warm. I think Captain Bannon put up last night. It's just an incredible ad uh, uh, there. Maybe we play that uh, in the uh, C or D block. But just incredible. We're expanding the battlefield. This is what happens when you do all this fighting and everything like that. It comes down to it within 30 days. It starts to expand. And one side, the losing side, will turn each other. There hasn't been this civil war, really, in the in the Democratic Party. That's all about to happen. They're about to turn on each other in a most vicious way. And one of the reasons is all these young people understand that they're going to be out of power. And I mean really out of power, right, particularly in the House and Senate. They're going to be no need to even show up to work. Don't even need to show up, okay? You played hardball. You played Nancy Pelosi, played Smash Mouth. Hey, what's good for the goose is better for the gander, okay? So you're about to get it all, the mailed fist of power. Because you deserve it. You try to destroy this country and the American people said, no, 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 no. I don't think this is going to happen. Not on our watch. We're repulsed by you. And all the geniuses at MSNBC and the New York Times and all of it suck on this. You're about to get the tables running. You're about to get crushed politically. Democracy at the ballot box. A, demo- a democracy suppository. Okay, I want to go back to the border, uh, we, and we got a lot to get through and not a lot of time. Um, Jim Banks is going to join us in a little while, n- not this block, but the next block, to talk about the CCP and what the – they're already prepping right now. we got to win, and we got to win big. We must take as many seats in the House as possible, but people are already thinking downrange of, of what's going to happen here as they need to. They need to plan, and we're going to talk to the Republican Study Committee and what's actually going on, particularly about this focus, finally, on the Chinese Communist Party. Um I want to go back. Uh, let's start in El Paso, Texas. And the folks in El Paso, 
can I say something? The Hispanic Americans down there should throw these bums out that represent you because they're allowing your city to be destroyed. Ben Burquam, Anthony, what, ta- tell us exactly what's happening in this processing facility right there. Steve, this is the new Democrat economy. It is the unholy alliance between the bureaucratic state, the cartels, and the NGOs, the enemies within this nation that want to destroy this country. They're making hundreds of millions of dollars. What's interesting is as America's going into recession, this appears to be what the Democrats are trying to use to backfill the economy, spending your tax dollars to, to transport, to finish the smuggling that the cartels are doing around the country. Uh, it's really the largest human trafficking operation in world history operating right now. And it's right here behind us. Anthony Guedo, Border Network News, was able to go in yesterday, get some undercover footage of this processing center, over 50,000 square feet. And the place was just packed. And not as this is happening in El Paso, an area that hasn't seen this major uh, invasion like some of the other sectors, you, you also got footage of aerial footage in Yuma of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. So everywhere across the border is being overrun. The invasion is occurring. And, and these Democrats have the nerve to look in the camera and just lie to us. Anthony, talk to us again about what you saw in there. And, and by the way, Steve, as we were talking, as we were standing out here, two buses, and ironically, one of those buses has Department of Homeland Security stamped on the side of it. Our Homeland Security is working to undermine us from within. We've got police sitting over here watching us, guarding us, guarding the migrants, the illegals from us. Anthony? There's just, it's just a complete chaos out here. Unfortunately, we are spending lots of our city resources in this infrastructure. Like I said earlier, over $10 million are set to be spent just alone on this location and busing, sheltering, and sending people across the country. Uh, there, we are receiving over 2,200 bodies a day here through the El Paso sector alone. Uh, about a thousand of them get shipped out. Uh, through the El Paso International Airport, roughly an estimate of about 200 to 200 of those are deport, deported right away. That for the most part, they're Mexican nationals that are trying to come in with this massive surge of Venezuelans. Uh, might I add to that, 70% of the migrants that are coming in through El Paso are from Venezuela, uh, of which those 70%, 70% are males. And uh, right now, currently, the only two destinations being offered to them is New York and Chicago because of the NGO infrastructure and buildings that they have for those cities. Something that I was able to pick up on yesterday as I was in undercover inside of the facility is that they will start sending uh, some of these buses to Miami. Uh, there are currently people requesting be, requesting to be sent to Miami and right now they are being housed in hotels as they are waiting to fill up a bus, a full bus of uh, migrants that want to go to Miami. Uh, there's also destinations like Dallas in which people want to go to Dallas. This particular location lets them know there's no NGOs out there. You're going to be getting dropped out at gas stations, at, at which point the migrants then determine whether it fits the best move for them or not. But at, like I said, Steve, it seems like they have migrants to throw out anywhere. Uh, some of the people that I was able to infiltrate myself in here with yesterday, uh, they were even offered if they were willing to take some migrants out here. So it is just completely chaos and it is total loss of control out here Anthony let me ask you what the good folks I did did, uh, David Rodriguez's podcast from El Paso a couple weeks ago El Nino and um, you know he's saying the city's been just destroyed because of this what's what's happening to the good hard working folks in El Paso is this going on 
unfortunately uh they're not too privy of 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 what's going on in the political aspect uh being that we it is a per, predominantly latino community latinos aren't too uh, engaged in in the politics aspect down here unfortunately it's been beat into their head that they've got to vote democrat and although we're seeing a slight church, uh slight turn over here in el paso it's just a, a minor minor turn unfortunately these people uh are 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 being grabbed by their emotions and and the media does a phenomenal job on twisting their hearts and twisting their minds and not being able to provide the accurate information as to what's happening how it's being spent out here are the city the the city leaders the city council leaders out here are all staunch democrats total progressives they're on on a route on one and some of them have even requested to remove some of the wall out here in el paso steve Total Anthony, then what 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 is how do we get information, real information, to the to the hardworking citizens there? What would be your recommendation? How, how do you turn this around then with the population down there to vote these guys out, throw them out? By, by the way, here's another bus coming in right now to unload. Go ahead. Right. So I, I, the best way would be for us to continue to hammer down and try to be. I I recommend everybody download Real America's Voice News. Every every time that I'm down here, I try to do my best to try to inform people as much as I can. Uh, unfortunately, it's just it's it, it's it's a huge machine down here in El Paso, and there's a lot a lot of money involved, Steve. And I, and I would Hang add, Steve, that's part of the yeah, reason why ahead, Twitter man. why Twitter doesn't want yeah. to sell to Elon Musk. Because that's all part, it's all yeah. this apparatus. Again, it's the new Democrat, bureaucratic state economy. It's all connected. The, the corporations are making millions of dollars. The bus companies are loving it. The airlines are loving it. While they're destroying America from within, they can't let this message out. That's why the war room's so important. That's why Real America's Voice is so important. That's the only way we counteract this. But they're all, they're all allied against the American people right now. As another I, bus I wanna, comes in to drop yeah, off another you load. You have the police yeah. out here. Go ahead, Steve. Sorry. No, go ahead, Anthony. What do you say? You, 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 at this point, you have the police department out here guarding us, making sure we're not a threat to the migrants. This is the kind of rhetoric that they're spewing as if we were at, at, at any time, any danger to the migrants that are in, inside of this facility when they should be protecting the citizens of El Paso from the people that are coming in unvetted and unchecked completely. Ben, I want to, Ben, give, give me your, the, the, the three-legged stool, the administrative state, the cartels, and the NGOs. Talk about this new economy. This is, and it's really, uh, it's, it's not just the American economy. This is the leftist, globalist, communist, new world economy. It all goes back to this, the global reset. It's all tied together. So what they're doing is using these, these apparatus, the bureaucratic state, to, to force these policies. So we have in, in America, we have the refugee resettlement program where we've got all these NGOs, anti-American globalist organizations who have allied now. They've realized that the cartels are their biggest allies in Mexico and Central America and around the world. So they're all three working together, this three-legged stool, as you mentioned, to undermine America from within. They're all making money on it. They're taking it out of your pocket and your children's future to do this, to undermine this country and really to destabilize the world. And all while this is happening, China's laughing to the bank. They're sending in their fentanyl. They're sending in the, the, the precursor drugs. We've got terrorists coming through. All of this being orchestrated uh, through Joe Biden, Secretary Marcus, what they call controlled flow. It's really controlled destruction of America. The osmotic flow, as uh, as Michael Yan told us over two years ago, Michael this Yon, is what's absolutely. happening. Okay, guys, hang right there. We got Burkwam and Anthony Aguillo down in El Paso, Texas. We've got Auden Cabello in uh, on the other side of the bridge in Mexico from Del Rio. We're going to go to both of those. We're going to take a short commercial break. We got a lot to get through.
the uh, 20th Party Congress is taking place. She is going to be basically crowned emperor for life with the CCP as their global reach, as they try to control the Eurasian landmass and also the United States of America and Western Europe, all of it making a big play here. We're going to have Jim Banks from the Republican Study Committee. He is at the tip of the spear of exposing the Chinese Communist Party in the United States and abroad. Short commercial break. We're going to be back with Jim ba Congressman Jim Banks from Indiana in a moment. Bring it on and now we'll fight to the end. Just watch and see. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. Cause we're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in the great state of Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and guess what? They're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Now go to PatriotMobile.com. That's one word. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call the following number, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code Bannon. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call 972-PATRIOT. Make an impact. Use your agency. Action, action, action. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. We're going to go back to the border uh, shortly, but we're honored to have Congressman Jim Banks from Indiana on. He chairs the um, Republican Study Committee. Congressman Banks, before we get into the detail of the content, this may be the most powerful yet relatively unknown group off on Capitol Hill. Walk us through w what it is and why it's become so important over the last couple of years. Yeah, thank you, Steve, for having me back. Republican Study Committee has been around 50 years as an institution on Capitol Hill. We're 163 Republicans out of the House Republican Caucus conference of about 212 overall. So over two-thirds of the Republicans in Congress are a part of RSC. In the last couple of years, we've spent all of our time focused on the agenda. How do we, how do we prepare the agenda for when we get the majority back? And we knew coming out of the last election that we had work to do to plant the flag. If we, if we plant the flag for the Republican Party and say that the America First agenda, the, the Donald Trump agenda that he fought for for four years is the Republican Party agenda, then that's a powerful platform to bring voters to the Republican Party that we didn't have before. That, that's why we're going to win the majority, keep it for a long time to come. And, and holding, the, holding a China accountable, the Chinese Communist Party accountable is a, is a major facet of the agenda that we're campaigning on in this midterm election that I believe is why the American people are going to choose us uh, to lead again. 
Yeah, I just want to make yeah, sure just, the audience, so we're, in, in the convergence of these forces, you have the issue set, and as we just went through with Barris, the issue set that the Republicans are focused on is the issue set that is at the top of mind of the American people. This is why it's breaking our way, and you can have a blood in the House, take the Senate, uh, school boards, governorships, flip a couple of state legislatures, with Secretary of State, up and down, right? Because this issue set, two things, Elise Stefanik, we've had on here before, she does the messaging. What Banks does is get the content for when to think it through and to do reports and studies. So when you, boom, the trigger's pulled, you're ready to go. You don't have to, you know, we learned the lesson in 16. You got to be ready. Congressman Banks, the 20th, uh, your report uh, came out a while ago. We went through it in detail here in the war room about China and the CCP. Uh, she is about to be named emperor for life at the 20th Party Congress. And let's be honest, they're on a roll. As bad as their economy is, as horrible as what they're doing with Lao Beijing, Right now, he's underwriting Russia. They're making a huge move on the landmass of Eurasia with Pakistan, with Iran, the mullahs in Iran. I think they're in back of this OPEC thing because they're giving these guys guaranteed contracts. Walk through your focus and what we can expect taking on the Chinese Communist Party, both in the United States and abroad. Well, as I said, this is going to be a top priority of the, the House Republican majority when we get the majority back after this midterm election. In fact, Two weeks ago, House Republicans unveiled our commitment to America, and it's a, it is a framework. But in that commitment to America is a, is a pledge to create a select committee on China to hold, to hold Chinese Communist Party uh, and the, the regime, uh, Chairman Xi, in China accountable for his actions from COVID to stealing our jobs to wrecking our economy uh, to the national security front. So that will be one of the very first things that, that Speaker McCarthy-to-be will, will roll out is this select committee. He'll name members on the Republican side and force, force Democrats to do what they wouldn't do before, appoint Democrats to the select committee too, so that we can bring solutions to the table. So where, where do we go from there? You, you know, Steve, because you've talked about it many times before, we did the China task force um, over the last couple of years. It's rolled out a lot of good ideas, a lot of legislative proposals that we can fight for. The Republican Study Committee, though, put together a very comprehensive bill to hold uh, the CCP accountable, and uh, it includes provisions like the one that Tom Cotton and I introduced to sanction the United Front. Um, this is a organization that the Chinese Communist Party uses 10 times bigger than the U.S.'s State Department. Uh, they, they use the United Front to go out and set up Confucius Institutes and friendship groups. These police officers from China that are running around New York City are a part of the United Front. So we have to sanction the United Front and their activities in the United States to stop that from happening further. So our, our bill, the Republican Study Committee's bill, does a lot of other things, too, from further uh, sanctions to uh, boosting our military capacity with more innovation to tackle uh, the, the uh, national security front. It's the most comprehensive bill that you'll find in Congress. And one of the first things that we're going to do when we get the majority back to roll it out as a major piece of legislation. Tell, I know this from our deep contacts in, uh, in, in, in China, that when you guys rolled out the, the uh, commitment to America and it said select committee, that the people in Beijing started paying attention. Just explain to our audience, what is it going outside the normal committee framework and doing a select committee? Why is that so powerful? And why is that a message to Beijing that you guys are not messing around? Well, it tells Beijing and the rest of the world that uh, this is our uh, our top priority, if not one of our top two or three priorities in the Republican majority, is going to be my top priority to hold China accountable. So a select committee forces Democrats to make appointments 
to that committee. Remember, it was three years ago that McCarthy and Pelosi had a deal to do a China task force. And the day that Kevin McCarthy appointed me and, and Mike Gallagher and a few others to be a part of that committee, Pelosi said, the deal is off. I'm not putting any Democrats on that committee. So Republicans went ahead and did it anyway. We had our task force. We rolled out our report. But creating a select committee as an act of Congress means that this is a priority where there's never been this much of a priority before. I mean, I, I remember, Steve, when I first got elected to Congress, the same time that you helped President Trump get elected in the election of 2016, I got to Congress and started talking about the China threat, started working with the new president on this issue. Back then, they, they, they said we were kooky populists for focusing on the China threat. And now, now today, it's a different Republican Party. It's a new Republican Party where we are universally uh, in, in lockstep in making this a top pr priority to hold China accountable, to hold them accountable for the what they've done to, to wreck our economy, hold them accountable for COVID, uh, hold them accountable for their military actions uh, around the globe as well, their human rights abuses. This has never been a, a, a priority of the Republican Party, at least till Donald Trump became president. Now with Joe Biden, we've backtracked. I mean, Joe Biden uh, completely undid all of the good work that the Trump administration did to hold China accountable. Uh, on universities and, and foreign gifts to universities and a lot of other places. So with the Republicans making the Republican majority creating a select committee and declaring this is a legacy issue, a top priority of House Republicans in the majority, it's not just good politics, it's important for America too. How do you, you were there with us from the beginning when, when in 16 when this, so you saw it up close and personal. How do you withstand, because you're a populist, how do you withstand the Wall Street and the corporate interests that let's say this may be not aligned with holding the CCP accountable right now. How, how do you guys withstand that pressure? Well, I, I, th this is where I believe we were a lot better off today than what we were six years ago, because the Republican Party is no longer beholden to Wall Street and corporate PAC interest like what we were before. In the, in, in the memo that I wrote Kevin McCarthy a, a year ago about how do we cement the Republican Party as a party of the working class, Steve, I laid out this point that Back when Mitt Romney ran against Barack Obama, Mitt Romney received three to one the, the amount of, of corporate PAC donations, Wall Street donations to Obama. When Trump ran against Biden, it, it flipped. Biden received four to one the amount of campaign donations from Wall Street. So we, we've divorced ourselves from those interests where the Republican Party used to be the party of corporate America. Now, now that's clearly the Democrat Party. So we're, we're in a healthier place to start from. That also means, Steve, that our voter base is is healthier and larger and working class voters like my dad, who used to call himself a, a Democrat, uh, is no longer a Democrat. He, he's a Trump Republican. Trump brought him to the Republican Party. So these voters expect us. They fully expect us to go after China in a way that the Republican Party didn't before because of those those uh, corporate interests. So I, I think we're starting from a, I believe strongly we're starting from a better place, a healthier place. The voters are on our side. We just have to go out and do it. We made a commitment to America. Now we have to go out and keep that commitment. And if we do, we're going to keep the majority for a long time. Look, you know the book, uh, Unrestricted Warfare, as well as anybody. You're a naval officer. Uh, you know the information, the cyber, the economic warfare, the spectrum. Unfortunately, because of the Biden administration's haplessness and malfeasance, we may be drawn into a kinetic war in the South China Sea and in Taiwan, which is Taiwan, the, the, the analysis is, whether you think we have a moral obligation or not, the analysis of the American economy drops 25% if we lose Silicon Valley West and those chips. As a naval officer, given the woke nature of the military, our, in particular our beloved Navy and the Seventh Fleet, 
Do you do you think today that the Seventh Fleet, the Pacific Command, and the Seventh Fleet is is up to the task of if we do slide into a kinetic war to 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 hold off the CCP and the PLA and their Navy from either air naval blockade or invasion of Taiwan, sir? Yeah, I, look, Steve, I, I I believe the Seventh Fleet is up to any task, but the the Biden administration is not. I mean that. The fact of the matter is the Biden administration has no strategy to protect Taiwan. They've been incoherent in their public statements on what, what if anything, we will do to protect Taiwan. And that's the, that's the shame of it. When we get the majority back, I serve on the House Armed Services Committee. We have to hold their feet to the fire. When General Milley and the CNO and other leaders come before our committee, we have to demand that they put together a strategy and, uh, and have it ready to go. Uh, otherwise, the CCP knows that they have a two-year window, that Joe Biden is still going to be the commander-in-chief, the weakest commander-in-chief we've ever had in American history, and that, that's the time for them to strike. So I don't have confidence in the top leaders of our military and in the, in the commander-in-chief that they will be able to do what they need to do to protect Taiwan, sadly. How big, walk through your thoughts on Xi and the 20th Party Congress, which takes place next week. What, what, what happens after this coronation of him of, as emperor for life, sir? Well, you know, in, in some ways, it's a, it's a show of, of weakness by making him the emperor uh, for life. And I think that the, 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 people of, the people of China understand this, uh, those who are skeptical of the Chinese Communist Party regime and, and uh, the, the, uh, uh, the, the ruling class in their country, they, they know this is a sign of weakness by putting him in charge for the rest of his life. So... What, what happens from there? We all know that he's going to try to build upon his legacy. He's got a short period of time to do it. That, that's what concerns me greatly about Joe Biden and the White House, that that, that show of weakness, we've, what we've already seen in other places around the world, our adversaries seizing on this moment. And you better believe it that Chairman Xi is going to seize on the moment over the next couple of years as he senses weakness in America like never before. Congressman, how do people Congressman. find out more about the Republican Study Committee? How do they find out more about what you guys are doing and can anticipate what's to come? Yeah, my, my term as, as chairman of Republican Study Committee is winding down. I'm, I'm term limited just for this uh, two-year Congress. So I'm very proud of the work that we've done, Steve, because I, re I really believe that we gave life to an agenda. We, we came out of a, of a tough election cycle in uh, 2020, and um, we knew we had to to cement our platform and our agenda. We've done that in a big way. I'm very proud of what we've done. You can find us on Facebook, at Republican Study Committee, on Twitter, at Republican Study. On You can find us on, on um, True, True Social and, and on other platforms as well. Go find us there and, and weigh in. Let us know what we can do to do better, be stronger. When we get the majority back, hold us accountable to do what we say we're going to do. How can people find out more about you? What's your, what's your, what's your social platforms? Yeah, at Rep Jim Banks on Twitter, Congressman Jim Banks on Facebook, um, all of the other platforms the same. I, I appreciate your follows and your feedback very much. And always good to be with you. Congressman Banks uh, from Indiana, thank you very much. Uh, honored to have you on here. Thank you. Likewise. Take down the CCP. It's uh, getting real. The select committee is a big deal. And trust me, the guys in Beijing took real notice. They understand that people are just not going to talk about it now. There's going to be action, action, action coming out of this. Okay, short commercial break. We're going to go back to the border. There's more breaking news with the Real America's Voice investigative team as we come back in just a moment. CCP, 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 everything shut down. 
Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Look, woke corporations are seeking to divide us. Big banks are freeing the, freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views. And our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values, like the Chinese Communist Party. It's time for a change. And that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I'm pl- proud to partner with Public SQ, the largest network of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses and consumers our nation has ever seen. Public SQ is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that can never cancel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. And here's the best part of it. It's absolutely free to join. Just download the Public SQ app from the Apple Store or Google Play. Create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. Download the app today. Public SQ. That's Public SQ. Public SQ. Go to the Apple App Store or Google Play. Take action. Do this today. Left and right, so I apologize. Um, that the fetish for manufacturing is part of the general fetish for keeping white males of low education um, outside the cities in the powerful positions they're in in the U.S. And um, that is really what's going on here. Because when you look at the costs of manufacturing, and Susan Hausman and her co-authors have done a lot, not of manufacturing, of trade. And job displacement and community, Susan Hessman and her co-authors have done a lot of work on this, and I'm sure she'll have a different view than I do. But when I look at the so-called costs of the China shock or the costs of the decline in manufacturing, I always think compared to what? For decades, there was enormous displacement of African Americans in this economy. Every time there was a recession, African American unemployment rates shot up much faster and higher than white unemployment. Single women were methodically excluded from the workforce, and especially if they became parents, or ghettoed in particular sets of jobs throughout the economy well through the 70s into the 80s. Um, displacements on large scales would happen when technology or trade broke through, like all the secretaries who got replaced by personal computers and other forms of office animation. Excuse me, not animation, automation, excuse me. Um, And these kinds of churn, as the economists put it, never were decried. They never got political attention. They never got much notice. But when it started being the white male manufacturing people in the so-called heartland, which by definition was not urban, um, then suddenly this was a crisis. Okay, fetish for manufacturing to, for low-educated white males in the heartland. Uh, no one better than Charlie Kirk to take that one on. Charlie, what did we just hear? That's from uh, 
Uh, that's from the guy that heads up the Peterson Institute. He's been a global economist for decades mm-hmm. and decades and decades, feted in Washington, D.C. as one of your betters uh, and uh, at the Cato Institute uh, for a panel discussion. Uh, your response, by the way, the author of the college scam that says, hey, guess what? If you get a high value ma- added manufacturing job and you have a skill set, you can do a lot better than if you go get that's right as a propaganda and then of a hundred thousand. So the author of college scam, what is your response to Adam? I think it's Poson, the uh, economist, sir. I have a couple, I have a couple thoughts. First of which let's just talk about the health of the conservative movement. 10 years ago, Cato was taken as a very serious player in a lot of center right circles. You know, Cato was given a seat at the table. Uh, Cato kind of was part of that anti-Obama, anti-government streak. And sure, I could agree with Cato on a couple things, I guess, mass surveillance, FBI overreach. But really, where Cato seems to go all in is internationalist trade, decay of American manufacturing, awful on immigration, and trying to build some sort of philosophical community around that. The fact, Steve, that they no longer have a seat at the table is a great sign for the health of the conservative movement. It's War Room, it's Tucker, it's you, it's our program, it's Turning Point USA, it's Pedro Gonzalez. Those are the thinkers, those are the movers that are really putting forward the zeitgeist, the spirit of the times in the conservative movement. So I just want to say that first. Secondly, how smug and how arrogant to believe that every type of job in an economic sector is created equal. Manufacturing jobs are essential to the well-being and the strength of a country. If you do not make stuff, then by definition, you're going to be reliant on the on foreign countries to be able to sustain the well-being, the flourishing and the success of your nation to continue. And he immediately racializes it. I don't know who I don't know what this guy's background is. I don't know what his problem is, but he also should learn about the death of the black manufacturing base in the south side of Chicago that happened in the 1950s and 1960s. This is not exclusively something that happened in Appalachia. This has had every single demographic, and of course, it disproportionately affected white working class males in Ohio and Pennsylvania and Kentucky, just because that's where many of the the plants were for a variety of different reasons. But it's really interesting, his indifference. And if I had to kind of indict philosophical libertarianism, of which I used to really believe a lot of this stuff, Steve, because it's young, it's compelling, you read Ayn Rand, you read Hayek, and some of it's interesting, and some of it I still agree with, but a lot of it is nonsense because it's an indifference to the result. It's okay. We have to have our principles and whatever ends up happening, we're just going to have to say, well, we can't do anything about it. Conservatism properly structured and properly morally anchored is that, okay, we have a goal. We have a telos. We have a direction. We want to get to that family's flourishing, increased church attendance, moral center, working class to be able to succeed. And our principles can help us guide us that way. But if all of a sudden we start to see things that aren't getting that aren't helping our general direction, then we're going to make changes. That's the new conservative movement and energy. This guy doesn't have much of a following. He's not taken very seriously. But boy, it's a very, very insightful window into the kind of philosophical attitude of the D.C. elite. The fetish is not for manufacturing. The fetish really is for to get this college education, this this kind of propagandized college education. Give me, give me a minute or two on yes. that because you've written this book, College Scam, that, that gets to the heart of what the counter argument to him. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so if he had his way, he would say, well, we just need to keep on sending every single person into four-year universities to have them borrow money they don't have to study things that don't matter, to go find jobs that don't exist, where they're hyper-educated amongst woke globalist ideology, and they can keep on working for these kind of soulless you know, international tech firms. 
where what we argue in the book, The College Scam, and again, we have the War Room special going, tpusa.com slash book, half off for anyone in the audience that wants to, um, that wants to get it. It's a, it's a great offer. All proceeds go to Turning Point USA. What we, are, what we argue in the book is the muscular class, people that shower before work and shower after work, they build a country. China knows this. That's why they had to steal our manufacturing base. They now hold us hostage by making the stuff that we need to be able to survive. We don't make vitamin C in this country anymore. And that smug philosopher, whatever his name is, from Cato or Peterson Institute or whatever, was at a Cato session, he believes, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, guess what? If your country no longer makes stuff, you're, not, you're no longer a country. You're a colony. You're nothing more than a place where goods and services pass by and you lose the ties that bind you together and anchor you as a nation. So we talk about this in the college scam. I believe our overindulgence in four-year college has been one of the main reasons why we've seen the decay of American manufacturing and also the strengthening of the American ruling class. Real quickly, how do people get the book once again? Sure. Uh, it's a War Room special, tpusa.com slash book. For $15, best offer you're going to find today. Um, and while they're on the website, they can also see our upcoming tour. I'm going to UT Austin next week, so pray for me for that. Uh, we got some really big <laughs> campus stops and tours. October is the month of offense at Turning Point USA. Offense, 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 no defense. And uh, love the War Room Posse. Thank you, guys. God bless you. I want everybody to stick around. Charlie Kirk picks it up next on Real America's Voice. The populism and the nationalism continues with the Charlie Kirk Show. Okay, back here at 5 o'clock. Poso is going to be sitting in while I'm the wingman for Mike Lindell, but you'll be able to see us from New Mexico. Check it out. Kirk next, Poso at 5 in the war room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early 
to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.